Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay, we're ready. And yeah. books are sexy. Are you ready for a pop? She's had some experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knows what to expect. Ooh. Okay, guys, what are we drinking today? Tomvi, special guest Tomvi, says she preferred the rosé. So we're drinking the Cali, a California sparkling rosé. That by, is a creative name. By Unfem. <laughs> a woman. Mm. A woman. <laughs> just just that's, some woman. That's French for a woman. <laughs> so we have guests today. Let's introduce them. We will start with Jess, Jessica, Jesse. <laughs> I like to refer to her as the muse. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Um, wow. She's, yeah, now I need to know why. She's one of our managers. Of your smile, Jess. And you smile at artists. And then they oh. <laughs> Like painting you. Yeah. Okay. Every time we've used a shambang. We have spilled, um, usually on a computer. <laughs> so, good luck. Oh, wait, do we do this individually or all at the same time? Oh, we just enjoy. You You can start sipping. Oh, I thought I was supposed to chug it. No. no you I'm should sorry. chug it. I, I, chug it. Really chug it. That's what I think Jess should for. chug it. And we are also joined by Tanvi. Yeah. We don't, what should our nickname be for you? <laughs> I feel like Tanvi is sort of my nickname since that's not actually how you say my name. I right. Yeah. I can say true. it now the right way. <laughs> Funby. Yeah, actually, that's impressive. Thank you. I um, think it's very cool um, to know her real name. And um, but also um, let's give context to what both of them do. Um, They read a gazillion books. And (laughs) yes. okay. let's I want to time her. I don't know what this is. Are you going to chug it? Are you going to chug yep, it? I'm going to chug it. bubbles okay, hold it? on. Like, no, you just drink <laughs> it? You <laughs> you blow bubbles. Gamble the Wow. Shoot. That's not how we use bonds, Tavi. What did you do at Rutgers? Yeah, what the hell did you do at Rutgers? <laughs> okay, but I want to be serious. Um, I feel like I could actually just go like this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, told you. I'm done with that. <laughs> this is not for me. This is. We believe in you. It is a complicated. You know art. what? It is a acquired skill. Yeah, Shambongi so is not many for amateurs. Oh. At the music walk, and I feel like it's just still things just are, hanging things around. Are not like firing in my brain. We tonight. we made a very good cocktail last night. It was gin based. It looked really good. Okay, so. Jess, are you going to chug the yes. whole thing? Okay. When I tell you to start, you start, and we're going to time. Man, I haven't done this for a few years. Ready? Hold on. Oh God. We'll record it video for our viewers. I feel like I should okay. be upside down. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Oh, damn it, Rachel. Ready? Set. Shimong. Oh my God. Fuck. Five seconds. Oh. Woo! <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I have to burp. Tommy, you want to try it? <laughs> no, thank you. Pat Jess on the back so yeah, she get her go. burps out. Woo. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> right in here. You need another one? <laughs> That's going to be really hard to beat. Oh, okay. I got my fizzy. Yeah. <laughs> you should pull a pour it into your shambong and do the fizzy. I really actually should do that. Yeah. Oh, and Keep then, celebrating. And then we'll time that too. 
It's a scientific study. What goes down quicker in the shambang? A busy. Oh, a you're busy. making your bong that one as well. Yeah, we're only if she her. wants to. You want to bong it? Okay, hold on. I have to work after this. <laughs> this is the Do best you? way to work. You know what? This Not is why. Fault this is why everyone wants to work in nature. Okay. Ready. Right. Set. Shambang. I bet this one's harder. No, you beat your time. I didn't stop it. You were at four something. Yeah, that was much better. Was that better? Yeah, it was better. I would have thought it'd be harder. No, it's like water. Okay, so we no longer are honoring Mm -hmm. you for your expertise in book selling. We brought you on. (laughs) For my shambonging skills? Yeah, competition shambong. Oh, let's do it. Oh, my God. New event idea. (laughs) Shambong competition (laughs) at a bookstore. Okay, so... Besides being a super talented shambonger, Jess is one of our managers, has excellent customer service, and is the most insatiable reader on staff. If you say a book is just like you loved it, it was so good, it was your favorite, she can't not buy it. She is second place to me, I think, Mm -hmm. on staff for best customer. True story. Don't let Shad listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things we value highly about Jess is that she reads a lot of middle grade, not just for uh, her kids' benefit, um, but for her own enjoyment. She truly loves it. Um, so that's Jess. Tomby, or Thumpy, if I'm being more accurate, is um, a librarian for life. Um, but you worked as a youth librarian at the Ames Public Library, and you brought a lot of your talent and interest and passion about connecting kids with the right books um, and kind of helping shape their growth as individuals to our bookstore. You host um, right now two youth book clubs, totally graphic for high schoolers and Good books, young troublemakers, troublemakers. Uh, which has a really cool future ahead for it. Um, Something, a really important message that we hope to spread to other communities and other (laughs) bookstores. Uh, You're also a very good burper of coworkers. Yeah. 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 Uh, Other duties. We are here for each other. So you, between the two of you, you hold quite a lot of expertise in our middle grade chapter books and also young adult. Um, area. And that's why you're here today, because we have a very exciting project. But before we get into that, let's talk about what we're reading. I just started. (laughs) Literally. Literally just started. Literally just started. Speech team. Um, oh, I'm going to read that next. I have it on my um, bedside table at home. Ooh. Yeah. Do you? You have a physical copy? I do. I hate you. I got <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> and let's see. It's by Tim Murphy. And I think it comes out in August. August? Yeah. So this is part of our work um, with subscriptions where we're reading ahead and trying to find the very best books that are coming out for adults, you know, um, or yeah, our no. duck pack. Yeah, no. What are you reading? I'm reading The Appeal by mm. Janice Hallett, which mm. I picked up at Magnolia Bookstore in Seattle Mm -hmm. and it's not a book we carried in the store but I saw it at a few bookstores there and it was like featured in that bookstore and I love a good mystery and it is so much fun it's told through email exchanges Mm -hmm. and some text exchanges and it's two law students 
who are trying to solve this murder. And they've been given a sort of a packet of the communications between all the major players. And they're trying from that to glean who is responsible for the murder. So it, the main cast here is a group of actors and they're putting on a community play and somebody dies and we have to figure out who it is. The, also the side story is that the couple that founded this theater group that directs and stars in the production, all the productions have a uh, granddaughter, a two-year-old granddaughter with cancer and they're raising money with the help of the cast for a cure for their granddaughter because there's this medication that they want her to try, but it's super expensive and they have to get it from the United States. So there might be fraud going on. There's murder most foul. And you have to figure out who did what. Yes. Is murder ever not foul? I don't know. Oh, no. like, <laughs> Sometimes it's not if That's the person deep. deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like That's murder deep. your employer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All of those <laughs> <laughs> I can't win. I just cannot win today. Done. I know. Shambons. Thanks for having me. I'm leaving. Shambons are not for time. It's okay. See, now you've just tied me. I, and you didn't do it on a computer. Good job. They well, said almost, it was going to be almost. spilled. So. Yeah. yeah. Be warned. I didn't be even warned. touch it. It's just like, so, it was like slow motion. It was just like. So have you this tell us what you are reading or you can tell us. Uh, tell us about murdering your employer. So actually, I just started the book Trust by Hernan Diaz. Oh, okay. Yes. Did you read it? Okay. Did you like it? I want to read yeah. it. Yeah. So I think um, it was on a lot of like um, best of the year lists. I think it was nominated for some awards. I have no idea what it's about. I'm only one chapter in, and it's just this guy who was born into wealth mm-hmm. and he has no interests, he has no passions. There's like, there's nothing that he really wants out of life. Except he realizes that he's really good at like understanding financial markets. Yeah. And like he becomes obsessed not with money, like not with the money that he's accruing, but with like the his ability. Yeah, the, the ability to manipulate it. Um and I this is not anything that would ever interest no. me, but I'm I so find surprised. it so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Literally just one chapter in. Yeah. I want to read that too. It's kind of like um, I like to read <laughs> Tommy gets us in things. I'm really fascinated with documentaries and books about people who climb Mount Everest. Even oh. though I would never like rock climb a like fucking rock wall in yeah. a gym, let alone Mount Everest. Don't know what it is. Wow. But if there is a Mount Everest docu- this is like a docu- 27 series, hours. Is that that doc- mm-hmm. where he had to eat his own? Arm, arm or chopped off <laughs> yeah, his own arm. He didn't eat it. No. <laughs> sorry, that went really dark. I'm sorry. I like books about extreme. Anyway, sometimes too. there's things that you would have no interest in, but you actually really like reading about. But you like personally, you would have no interest in that thing. Yeah, that sounds accurate for Tommy's mm-hmm. reading of this mm-hmm. book. Yeah, the author is also cute. I looked. Oh, I googled that? pictures oh, of him. He's like super oh, cute. Well, now I want to see. Yeah. We should have an author crush wall at the store. Oh my god! Oh, let's it do would it. Be so long going up, going up the stairs, like frame their picture. We don't have to tell people it's the author crush wall. We That's just know it's the author great. crush they would, wall. Like, Isn't it so time for people that does like sexiest man alive? Yeah, Pe- let's people. do people. people. Sexy. Let's do sexiest author alive, and it can be male or female or both, or or any, any gender. gender. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Any person, sexiest yeah. person alive, because we're all people. 
Ooh, this could be fun. <laughs> so those dog authors, we're not, <laughs> we're not putting up on the wall. No, no dogs. We could have cutest author dog awards because Ooh. there's a lot of authors that have dogs, dogs. and we could we could. That's I like that. that. Be Wouldn't that be so cool if we become nationally known for author dog awards? I like that. <laughs> Goals. I feel like it would require like a lot of research. Dreams. I spent a lot of time cruising the socials for author dogs. So. Instead of Westminster, we could have author dog awards at Jack Trice. It'd be a huge oh thing. Oh my god! I feel like, and like we could prance around in a circle and we can yes. invite them. Yes, like and someone every- is like, "What are you doing at your to- job right now?" I'm researching author dogs. <laughs> and part of the competition is the dog has to do a trick that is somehow related to the, to the book. book. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like, like if it. it's a book about like murdering your employer. They, they have, have to, to like, murder pretend. someone. They have to like fake murder you. Just what if they actually beat, murdered or you? Or fake being dead. Oh, run with a knife in the neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I love our fantasies. Okay, Jess, what are you Speaking reading? of fantasies, guess yes. who's going to be at the Iowa State Fair? They who? just announced it. Ludacris. Oh, yes. <laughs> I saw Ludacris. I saw that. I saw, the fantasy. I saw Ludacris oh, at Rutgers. Oh, I was wondering yeah. where you were going with that. Got it now. Yeah. Oh, oh man, wanna... he was good. I will say he was actually legit. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I would go, go ahead do your toes. toes. I was I also twenty years ago. Yes, right. Yeah. Just dancing to the floor, and I wanna. Ah, you make it so good. I don't wanna leave, but I gotta. Ellen's gonna sing this song to the author, Chain Gang All Stars. Yeah, I would. He's obviously listening to this. Yeah, because we were really debating if she had to pick one author between Jason Reynolds and Nane Kwame. We were like. She she was having a really hard time. I tell you what, though, Chain Gang All Stars, which we'll talk about more because it comes out this week, is one of the best books I've ever read. So I love his writing. Um, okay, our Shambonger needs to tell us our what successful Shambonger. Mm-hmm. Shambong Champ. Yes. Shambong Champ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might. Shambong. Shambonger. I might. I will have to dig it up from my archives. Have you a have picture. Like, yeah. It's like I'm picturing a room in your house. With yes. Like file cabinets. Yes. <laughs> my of, archives. Of college days. <laughs> Are you okay? The fact that you dinged your glass to get another drink. Hey, I need more. I didn't think I could talk on mic. I'm just like, beer me. Beer me, bitch. Okay. Um, We're 10 minutes in. She's on drink three. Yes, exactly. See, okay. Um, I might, in my archives, have a picture of me doing a beer bong on the red fire truck. Oh, my god! Okay. Nostalgia. Whoa. Um, no, at Jack Trice. Okay. There's a red... Oh. They bring... Oh. An old red fire truck. Yeah, somebody uses somebody that as their uses tailgate it. Machine. Yes, you yes, yes. Okay. okay. And I was find like, "What is it when you're upside down?" Yeah. Yeah. Go so, in your yeah. archives and find it. I'm gonna find it. And then let's go recreate it oh. on the fire truck at Brookside with a shampoo. This, this is, is gonna require Jess somebody do. Uh, for sure, 100. percent This is gonna require somebody to hold me upside down. I'll do you it. Do it. Okay. Yeah. I'll hold you. Easy peasy. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you for the refill. What are you okay. reading, Jess? <laughs> That's actually a really good segue into this. Um, <laughs> this yeah. really awesome middle grade novel. No, it's not. It's not. 
um, it is. <laughs> I am almost done listening to, because I do listen to a lot of books. It helps me get a lot um, in. And when I'm around my house doing all my stuff, I put in my AirPods and go. So I'm listening to The Saboteur Mm. by Paul Kicks. It's his first book. Yep. Um, He does have a new one coming out in May. And um, The Saboteur is about a um, real life story of a young man who was in the resistance. It is Absolutely fascinating. Um, if you haven't read it, I, I don't think we carry it in the store, but we're always willing to order. Uh-huh. Um, he is from Iowa, so he's an Iowa boy. So we need to bring this in. Yeah, we'll bring it in. Yeah, we should for sure. It's history then. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, okay. yeah. In and World it's World War Two. World War Two. It's resistance. told in a way that is so compelling, so thrilling, fast paced. It's really, again, unbelievable what one young man can go through. And I say that a lot in comparison to Beneath the Scarlet Sky by and Mark Unbroken. Sullivan. Yes. And Unbroken. Um, I would rank it up there with those. Oh, wow. It's it's really compelling. Really good. And, you know, Paul Kicks is going to be coming to the bookstore for Cocktails and Conversations on June 7th to talk <gasps> about his new book. Connection and yep. Jess, with Jess. And yeah. Jess is going to be facilitating that conversation. Because there's always an Iowa connection. She knows like basically everybody. Yeah, they run knows. They run in the, the same, same circles. circles. We do. We, and we only found that out through his mother that I talked with. Um, so that's Called fun. the store. Yes. Event, yes. Which is so adorable. So and we grew up. To talk yeah, we it. grew up. Um, you know, together-ish uh, in, you know, roughly towns that were, you know, a few miles apart, um, graduated the same year, had some similar friends. And so that'll be fun to make that connection. I know. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. All right. Besides the fact that you can drink or spill your drink. <laughs> Be- you have many talents. Well. You have many talents. Between the two of you. We love I mean, you so much. Jess has probably consumed as much alcohol today as Tanvi has spilled. So yes, really this is true. That's true. They balance true. each other out. Yeah, kind of hurt my heart. Kind of hurt my heart that you spilled all that. And you have okay. teamed up. <laughs> teamed up. For <laughs> our new subscription box. Woo! The middle Yay. grade subscription box. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And the reason why we were eager to start it um, was because that's one of our most requested. When are you going to do a chapter book? When are you going to do a chapter book? We got that question a lot. Um, and because of the intention and care we put into our subscription, it had to be when we were ready to or able and had the resources to give the attention and care that it would take to pick the very best middle grade book that's coming out each month. Um, and so you two generously have given your time, um, and planning, um, to this project. So tell us about what you how you guys have structured the middle grade what what are we offering in our middle grade subscription and what are you looking for um what are you looking for um in a new release that is worthy of being shared with any any what are we saying third fourth through fourth through seven. seventh grade mm-hmm. um and you know that's a varying age range you know if you have a third grader who's just like a really really advanced reader sure you know mm-hmm. give it to them mm-hmm. but the age range in general is fourth through seventh grade um what sort of reading experience are you looking to give them um well i'll preface this by saying that even before we started this middle grade subscription both tombi and i were 
you know, readers of this genre, mm-hmm. um, there are so many wonderful, wonderfully written, full of, um, you know, issues, current issues, um, you know, that are, are written in a way for everybody. So I think even adults are really sometimes missing out on a market, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I love them. So um, these would be like excellent parent-child reads as well. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Read aloud um, <clears throat> at night <throat> or, um, you know, steal it from your kid once they're done with it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And, and that's the thing. If you feel like your child is maybe too uh, just a tidge too young, um, to read these books, I would still encourage you to get it mm-hmm. and read it with your child because we do try to find such books that have good discussion topics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but but that are also fun, right? right? So for me, it's like, did I learn something about myself or did I learn something about other people? Mm-hmm. That's a big one for me. Um, and is it fun? Like, am I learning something? But is it also really yeah. fun? And I feel like we've read so many books and they're so delightful. Like, that's one of my favorite things about middle grade books is like they do. They tackle these big mm-hmm. social issues, these big current events, but they're so... And they don't kids. dumb it down And either. they don't. Yeah, right. But so. they don't make it too Trivial. adult either. Right. Trivial you know, or... it's just a really... They write it from the perspective of the kids who are experiencing it, right? Yeah. So it's yep. like, I'm in fifth grade, I'm in sixth grade, and this is my understanding of what's happening in the mm-hmm. world around me um, or what's happening in my school around me, well, right? I mean, it just goes to show that kids that age are not, you know, oblivious mm-hmm. to the things that are happening around them, which is really cool in middle grade to see that these books are talking about the mm-hmm. things that kids are witnessing in a way that speaks to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so does it illuminate? Does it entertain? That's the big one for me. And then, and for me, something that's also really important is, is it responsible? So like the way that an author describes bodies or the mm-hmm. way that an author talks about people of different genders mm-hmm. is the language, is the writing responsible. Um, and maybe that has nothing to do with the topic of the book itself, um, but I'm always keeping an eye open mm-hmm. for stuff like that. And you guys um, are, we're looking primarily at new release fiction, mm-hmm. um, but it's not necessarily restricted to just realistic fiction. Mm-hmm. You're looking at all uh, subgenres, you know, whether there's some suspense or maybe a little bit of magic, uh, maybe something that is realistic. Um, so over the courses of the subscription, there should be quite an array. Um, I know we don't want to give away the surprise of what some of our first picks are, but I think you guys have the first two months picked Mm -hmm. and I think both have been confirmed for signed copies, which we're really excited about. Um, I think this is the age when children start to discover who they are as readers, where they start to have some ownership over their own readership. Like they've realized I can read. Uh, and hopefully they are reading without struggle. You know, there are some kids who will at this age, you know, still be struggling a bit, but um, they, in their ownership, they're able to say what they like and what they don't like. Mm-hmm. And so the subscription is giving them the highest quality um, books that are coming out each month to help them really discover like, what do I like and want to get out of my reading experience? Um, do I want um a little bit of magic? Do I want a little bit of mystery? Do I need suspense to keep me interested? Mm -hmm. Um, But making sure that 
we have the the quality writing and like you said, the responsibility and just that perfect combination of entertainment and education. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what kids have to say about it because they're not shy about their their feedback. They're not. Yeah. yeah that that <laughs> makes me a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. I can confirm. One of the things that I really like is that Jess and I, we don't actually read that similarly. We we tend to kind of pick up like different genres. Um, and I feel like the books that we've picked so far are fun enough and good enough that I think kids who don't necessarily read in a particular genre will still like that. Right. It transcends yeah. genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. it appeals to all readers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because I you think two so, are yeah. reading differently and you're finding books that you both That we both, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's really fun to go through that experience of reading. I mean, like, basically, you guys are having a buddy read every yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. With... With the subscription for adults, and it is interesting. Like we've had some really good conversations about, like, you know, what <laughs> I like with this book. You, we won't name the book, but you read a book recently. <laughs> and here was my description. Okay. Ooh, I am I gonna not know it? Enjoy reading this book. Okay, but it was brilliant. Mm. Oh. And we might want to do it for subscription. And I'm like, she's like, you're not selling that. No, <laughs> no. I was like, I almost DNF'd it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but maybe it was we should really do it. Smart. Maybe you should do it for subscription. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it does not sound like something that is going to please about a hundred people. No. <laughs> no, but if you want like curation, I'm giving you something different. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you something original, something you can chew on. Which Something is good. a little challenging. Yeah. I like. Yeah. I personally like being challenged with yeah. books. Right. I'm yeah. going to bring this book to you because okay. I need someone to talk about it. She <laughs> okay. wants somebody to read it. I need it. to yeah. process it. With and is that not why we join book clubs mm-hmm. and um, do these subscription mm-hmm. services? Right. So that we can be pushed a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that like if I never strayed outside what I would just naturally gravitate toward, there are so many great books I would have missed out on in my life, which is – one of the things I've always appreciated about being in book clubs that, like you said, a subscription can do too, can kind of force you in a way to read something you maybe wouldn't have picked up exactly. on your own. And you might discover a whole new like yep. author or genre yep. or, you know, type of writing that just, you know, engages you in a way that you never anticipated. 100%. So, yeah. Plus you're like in a community too, right? Yeah. So even though the subscription is private like it's coming to mm-hmm. your home you can come into the store and there's someone there who's read it yes like yeah. you'll find a staff person that you can talk about it with and that's i don't know i love that yeah one yep. of the reasons we decided to start this subscription when we did um which is starting in june is that we know a lot of parents are looking for opportunities to keep their kids reading over the summer mm-hmm. when they're not um getting their like prescribed reading in school. You know, reading is inescapable when you're in school, but parents often are looking for something to keep their kids active. And so I think the the fun of getting a box in the mail, the surprise of it, um, and knowing that this is the highest quality literature coming out over the summer makes this a really awesome opportunity for kids to continue uh, their reading over the summer. Um, It coincides with the launch of our 
uh, second annual cheesy reading challenge, which we'll be talking about in a future episode. But um, we offer a really fun opportunity and partnership with Great Plains Austin Doe to read um, across the summer, hit certain reading goals, which you helped us set, Tommy, mm-hmm. as um, a librarian who's had experience with reading challenges. Um, and kids who meet those goals get free pizza from Great Plains. So I think it's um well you know great plains will often bring their leftover pizza mm-hmm. to us so yes. i kind of feel like the message here is that if you read pizza will come to you yes. yeah mm-hmm. it's so yes. accurate also, yes. i'm like we get so excited every time yes. we're like is pizza coming is yeah. pizza coming <laughs> see kids that's why you should read yeah if you read pizza will come to you i love well, it it so. is cheese pizza friday by the way oh shit. Oh hell yeah Jess yes. gets really excited because she prefers just cheese. There are a lot of us that prefer yes. just cheese. I'm down with the just cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sausage on Denver, but that's just me. I think I like cheese the best and then sausage on Denver. Yeah. Second and then best. they have transformed my pizza eating world because you've seen me. Um, I cover my entire pizza with honey. Oh. And that's mm. all because of them. They started the honey thing and I was like, why just on the crust? I'll put it on the whole thing. Oh, there you go. Which makes it like Extra, extra, extra calorie. It's my extra therapy. Extra good. Like, <laughs> I, when I'm really feeling depressed. Books and pizza. Yeah. Hand in yeah. hand. Yeah. Who would have thought? I mean, it's a no-brainer to me. Like you said, if you read, pizza will come to you. Pizza will come to you. Okay. Um, like there should be a disclaimer on okay. that. Say <laughs> <laughs> that. One uh, the things we could finish I hope with. kid children aren't listening. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> Shambonging and swearing. Yeah. Just pass that message on to your kids. Okay, yeah, just guys. Pa- just that be like, part. Hey, kid, if you read this book, there might be some pizza in it for you. And then follow through, and then you're going to train them yeah. Yeah. to associate reading like with Pavlovian. pizza. It's like Pavlovian. It is. Exactly. I always said that I was going to do it's that with my wrong nieces with and nephews. That I was always going to have like a bag of MM in my pocket and every time I saw them I was going to give them like an M&M. One so they, M&M? Yeah. Well I mean like and then they would run around the house and then I would see them again and be like hey it's Anna Amanda. I gotta get back to that. Oh. How about like the little snack size bags? Yeah. Yeah. Like no, each no, no, time. No. One I singular to M&M. back. Give me a hug. Anna Amanda's awesome. Here you go. I'm oh. gonna, uh, good reminder. I'd be okay. like I'd be like wow that bitch that was cheap. one M&M. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Three. 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 I'll go for three. Um, I really lost track of that. Um, I think one of the things we should end on is what is a middle grade novel that you remember from your childhood shaping your reading? I will start. Okay. I discovered at the Ames Public Library dealing with dragons um, by mm. Patricia Reed. Reed. Oh my God, you're wow. so good. And I don't, I don't know if a librarian handed it to me. I don't know if I pulled it off the shelf. Um, but I became obsessed with that. I read it multiple times. It was about uh, it's kind of like the paperback princess book. It's the story of a girl who does not want to be like the life, she does not want the life of the princess. So she goes to the dragon's lair and says, Take me on. Like I don't want it. You don't have to kidnap me. I will come to you. And then it's about her life moving forward. And it's like a story of independence and just being slightly different. And I just, I was obsessed with it. And I have the whole series and it never got any of my kids into it. Um, I do believe we might carry. Oh, they had it. I think they read Dealing with Dragons um, for the... Um, What's the book competition called? The Battle of the Bugs. The Battle of yeah. the Bugs. They it's read it. It's such a good book. Oh it's God. so fun. Thank you. And it's like completely like... 
you know, stood the test of time. Yeah. So yeah. that would be one for me. Ellen? I have to think. Okay. Anyone? Well, I might need to read that one. It's See so what I'm good. telling you? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I, yeah. It I does sound good. And the whole series. I was yeah. not Three books. Reading. Okay. This is what I was reading in middle school. I was reading Babysitter's Club. Yes. Sweet Valley High. Yes. And V.C. Andrews. You're so basic. <laughs> which is, it was There was no basic. other books. No. Like, what else were, like, that's what, else what I V.C. Andrews, those were not middle grade That's books. my Andrews. That's but my that's answer. that's what I was reading. And so, but you know, I had like, I was always a reader and then I kind of dropped off middle grade mm-hmm. years, which is pretty normal. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until maybe about halfway through high school where I sort of like, kind of started reading for fun again. Dropped off a little bit in college, mm-hmm. and then I would say I've been like on the trajectory of just reading a shit ton since maybe twenty five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same yeah. for me. That's when yeah. you're like, your life. Yeah. I've always considered myself a reader, but I've kind mm-hmm. of like there had been periods in my life where I wasn't reading, mm-hmm. but like since twenty five, there has never been a day in my life that I have not read. Yeah. Oh my god, that's such a bold statement. I. It's true. <clears throat> I'm going to hold you to that now. <laughs> I'm going to ask you every day on Shuri yesterday. I read every day. Do you always have a book with you? Um, I don't always have a book no. with me. But my, I, I usually do, but my, I cannot fall asleep without reading myself yeah. to sleep. Yeah. Like, it's a physical need for me, mm-hmm. but also, like, it's so ingrained in my psyche now mm-hmm. that, like, I, like, psychologically, I have to read a book to fall asleep. Hmm. Sounds like you have issues. So I do. Mm-hmm. So if I'm reading a book and I finish it at bedtime, I won't just like be like, okay, I'm done with that book. Now I'm going to sleep. If I'm not tired yet, I will find a new book and I will start reading it wow. until I fall asleep. Actually, that's a really healthy like addiction to have. Every so night. support you. Yeah. And then she dreams of Taylor Hansen. Mm. I have the weirdest fucking dreams. That's <laughs> another thing. If you read books, you'll have trippy dreams. It's like you get to do drugs without doing drugs. Only oh, in your dreams. Okay. Yeah, I have the weirdest... Wackadoodle dreams. That might just be you. People riding whales. <laughs> that's that's why you ordered that sticker. Yeah. Of the, or what is it? The unicorn on a jet ski? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. the magnet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a magnet, yeah. yeah. I think Ellen is special in that way. Every now and then you get like a good, like I had sex with Joel Kinnaman dream. Mm. Every now and then. But usually, wow, I, I, yeah, I was gonna say I read a lot too, and I have, I have yeah. not had that dream. <laughs> That's from watching The Killing on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, um, I I will I will reclaim What's this conversation. Wow, the conversation. So when I was in sixth grade, I was obsessed. <laughs> so I was actually I was not a mega reader when I was a kid either. I did I read Babysitter's Club or Nancy Drew, but I was obsessed with the book. From the mixed up files mm. and Miss Basley oh, Frankweiler. Yeah. Yes. That's so by E.L. Kongensberg. Yeah. And I like, and I would read it over and over and over again. And I still have my copy from when I was in sixth grade. So it's like 30 years old and it's like bound with a rubber yes. band. But it's about a kid, Claudia, who is just so fucking bored with her life, which mm-hmm. like I could relate to. And so she hatches this plan with her little brother, Jamie. They're going to take the train to New York City. And they are going to live in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. 
Because why not? Who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. And like, this is going to alleviate all of like the humdrumness of her life. And so they go and they're sleeping in like Marie Antoinette's bed and like they have no money. So they go fishing in like the fountain for change to go get food and a sandwich costs 10 cents. And that blew my mind as a kid in New Jersey. Yeah. But while they're they're there, this sculpture is unveiled and no one can identify whether or not it's a Michelangelo. So people think it is, but there's no, like they can't verify it. And she becomes obsessed with the idea of verifying it. And it's like her whole life is like hinged on this one like thing that she needs to figure out. And so she and her brother kind of take on this mystery. And I don't, I think like I was obsessed with the fact that they were living in a museum. As an adult, I love going to the Met because those places are there. Like the paintings are there. Those like the bed is there. The fountain is there. And it's so cool. This book is old. It's fucking old. It's from like, I don't know, this in maybe 80s I don't know it's old it's old um but it's like magic to me and I'm mm-hmm. still obsessed with and it and we have it and we have yeah. it yeah and you know yeah. what on the last season of The Bachelor <laughs> Zach took Katie who he ultimately chose oh, on an spoiler. overnight date to the Natural History Museum um that's also a place that everyone should visit in their lifetime the Museum mm-hmm. of Natural History yeah Flora went there when she saw my sister in New York and it was like they had only lauded a little bit of time to go mm-hmm. and it was like the greatest torture of her life oh, because yes. that is like that's my third daughter and she is totally like when we go to national parks and you go into the visitor center you know how there's always educational mm-hmm. displays mm-hmm. Yep. and nobody looks at them I mean people walk around but oh, she like no, reads every single thing flips every single yeah I look at that she <laughs> needs to go with my husband then okay. he will get his money's worth okay yeah. so yeah. me Shad and Florida <laughs> yeah. we're gonna take a trip to yes. museum. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so anyway, she could spend, she could live in the museum as well. Okay, mm-hmm. have you thought of one? Well, yeah, they because they've all been said. So, um, but I, I'll add one. So, flowers yes. Flowers in the attic for you, too. What? <laughs> flowers in the <laughs> flowers attic. Flowers in the attic, yeah. Um, so, yes, Babysitter's Club, definitely. Yes, Sweet Valley High, because, you know, one of the characters is Jessica. So yeah. that, Elizabeth I loved that. Elizabeth oh and Jessica. Yeah. Jessica was the rebel. Ooh. She's kind of a bitch. So consistent. What? Kind of. You're not, but she kind of was. You sometimes. What? Just okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, catch me outside. Um, catch me outside. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Or in you the parking what? lot. Catch me in the parking lot. Ooh, yeah. shit's going down. Okay. Um, I crush you. Oh, we should have a shambong contest and then fight club. You yeah. know what? The last this time is getting out like of hand. Happened, Tommy ended up with whiplash. <laughs> oh, this is right. I remember that. Ask Thank my you, Rachel. old yes. college roommate what happened when we wrestled over who had the better ass. Bitch got clothesline, and I still hold the title. You do have a good ass. It's true. Thank yeah, you. it's true. It's true. Thank, Thank you. I'll bow down. You to should that. show authors that yes. more often. Yeah, I should. God. If you come visit us in Iowa. I'll wear a tight So funny. For okay. the author dog contest. I'm going to add one more to the Sweet Valley High and what was it? Babysitter's Club. Are you ready yeah. for this? Is yeah, everybody ready. sitting down? Wait, I already forgot. Any day. Yeah. <laughs> that was really the, the, um. Oh my gosh. What's the Little that? Life on the Prairie. What is oh, that oh, one? Little House on the Prairie. Little Life on the Prairie. See, this is how I Little House on the Prairie. 
Oh my god! Come so, on, oh, this is my fault. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that'd be so bad. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I hate that idea. But it's not too bad. Little house, Little on, house the on the prairie. I had the whole box set. Thank you, Grandma. Oh, I yeah. hated those yeah. books when yeah. I was a kid. We had to read them in school. Mm-hmm. And there was just some language, right? And and that's a whole other conversation. It yeah, is. but as a as a brown kid, I was like, ooh, yeah. ooh. That's, that's yeah. I'm glad yeah. you knew it at the time though. Like oh, I'm it's glad dead. you yeah. reacted. I mean, because I'm listening, as I've been talking about the postcard by Anne Bress. Anyway, um, it's a translated um French fiction. And I keep telling everyone about it, about um it's a World War II. Um, Holocaust story about a Jewish family. And there is, um, you know, you review the family's history, having gone from um, escaping Russia um, and finding a new home in another country. And then eventually, you know, they end up being captured in um, Paris or near Paris in France. And it kind of really enlightened me to the idea of how um, responsible the French were for collaborating. Like they very much kind of like rolled over for the Nazis and betrayed mm-hmm. many of their countrymen. So anyway, um, mm-hmm. but then it also has contemporary uh, time, um, a young child, a contemporary Jewish girl and dealing with anti-Semitism today. And can, can the daughter of the main character recognize you know, the anti-Semitism that she's encountering in school or does she just see it as this like little like just another like bullying issue, you know, because kids encounter it all the time. So um, it's good when kids have something in them that tells them their moral compass just starts to shake, you know, says this is nope, nope, nope. I don't accept this, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry. You had to have that experience with our Midwestern <laughs> classic. <laughs> it's not my favorite. No, <laughs> yeah. But I will say Anna Martin was the first author I ever met. In oh, real, wow. Yeah. Yeah. In person. I was in sixth grade. She signed my book. It was Big Sisters Club number 65. Wait, I've heard you tell 65. me about this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Stacy has a crush on her teacher. Yeah. Yes! Yes! And yes! it was like, and it's funny because like as a kid, I was like, oh my God, I hope they get together. I hope they get together. And as a dog, yeah. I'm like, oh, what? No, no, no. That's <laughs> what and of course that? they don't. They yeah. don't. But she signed my copy. And then when I moved to Iowa from New Jersey, my mom got rid of it. Like, yeah, like I still, oh, uh, it hurts my heart. Yeah. Oh, and true. the Anna Martin, I met her. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, mm-hmm. you guys, thank you. Thank you for our <laughs> cheers, curation. Cheers. 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 Awesome. Now that we got those hooligans out of here. Those hooligans. Emily's in now, though. So we have one who, we're down two hooligans, but. We have one back, so really only we're down one. Yeah, because Emily is such a hooligan. When I think of hooligan, (laughs) Emily. (laughs) A rap scallion. I call my kids that sometimes. All right. I also call them shafids. What is that? Shithead. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Fig Latin? No, it's just. (laughs) You make it up? Spell it. Spell it. Shafid. Shithead. Shafid. Oh my so god. Like, Why are you being a Shafid? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. That's a mind bender. Yeah. That's how you can cuss at your kids without cussing at your kids. <laughs> I'll teach Austin. You life hack. You, you heard sh- it here. <laughs>
my God. It's so good. Okay. We have something really exciting to talk about. You have been waiting a long time to talk about this. What is coming out on Tuesday? I have talked about it many times. We might be slightly showing our hand as to what we picked for our subscription this month. Slightly. It may or may not be (laughs) Chain Gang All-Stars by Nane Kwame Ajebrenya. And it is, so I read this book back in like December or January, early on in the year. And immediately. Blew my fucking mind. Yeah. And then Amanda finally read it in March on her spring break spring break vacation. Wow. And usually when you are on vacation, you text me pretty frequently mm-hmm. about work stuff and whatever. You actually only texted me about one this time <laughs> during your trip. And it was chain Aww. gang broke me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the only thing you texted me. Um, so it's... It's just one of the most um, compelling books I've read in a very long time. This is a game changer. This is a statement to our times and our lives and what it is to be American. It's the content. It's the story. It's the way he he writes. All of it is very original and so important. And it was one of those books that I think I will always remember um, because it made me feel deeply it made me think deeply but you're right about every part of that is original because there are books that make me feel deeply so i read uh, hello beautiful i felt deeply i was right. highly invested um but i i kind of think of it as kind of classic epic storytelling this was wholly original well, when you think about two like books that sort of shift your thinking or change you in some way i think this is one of those books because it really forces you to think through your values, like all the way through your values. And um, so the premise. Yeah, is, I was about to say, give the premise. The premise is that um, it's the United States, not so distant future, sort of alternate, whatever. But um, in this United States, there is a program through the criminal justice system, carceral system, in which um, inmates who have been sentenced to more than 25 years in prison can qualify to be a part of this program um, in which they basically fight in death matches. It's like Roman times. In this um, prison system, like torture is a regular thing. Mm -hmm. And if they participate in what they call the circuit, which is these death matches, which are like sports television. I mean, Mm -hmm. like they happen in arenas. It's entertainment for the public. It's broadcast on TV. It's got a huge following. It's It's entertainment. It's playing into like when we talk about what NFL players are risking for our entertainment and the long-term consequences to their bodies. Um, well, yeah, like, like I feel like that's a teeny part of this story of like how we disregard the violence against certain bodies for our entertainment. But anyway, well, um, yes. And, this, and our obsession with reality television and how deep we go into it. Yeah. There's a lot happening here. Obviously this is like taking, taking it to its most extreme form. Right. And, um, if you last three years on the circuit, which only one prisoner has ever done, meaning you survive, then you're freed. You're, you're out. 
you are absolved of your crimes and you can, you know, live your life. But the caveat is how many lives have has the circuit required you to take to earn that? It is it is right. been only, a bargain with the devil. Only one person has made it. Right. And under sort of questionable circumstances. So the main character is Loretta Thurwar and she is like two or three matches away from being freed. And she is the leader of her chain gang. So a chain gang is a group of prisoners all on the circuit from the same prison system. So they're all like have been incarcerated in the same prison. The rules of the circuit are that you don't fight other people on your chain gang. Um, and so she's sort of like the leader of this, the unofficial leader of this family of criminals. And it's, kind of about their life together and also she's getting close to being freed um and another aspect of it is there is a character who is um not a prisoner who is a protester so this book is really about abolition um abolition of the prison system and it asks a lot of questions about what are we willing to forsake of our humanity in the name of justice? These are people who committed crimes. They did horrible things, but we treat them in a way that is inhumane. And what um, the author does so brilliantly in this book is, yes, this is a fictional story. Yes, this is circumstances taken to the extreme, but he has footnotes throughout in which he's really making the case that like this isn't actually that big of a stretch from what we're doing now so it's sort of peppered with like facts and the point he's making is this is cruel this is inhumane and why do we treat other people like this how, i mean does it matter how horribly what a horrible thing that person did does that justify inhumane treatment of them right and that's a tough question to grapple with mm -hmm. it really is and so uh he, he does it beautifully and i just the writing is completely original the characters are oh my god there's this whole cast of characters there's every so, single one of them is perfectly developed yeah and you and you can hold the fact that they did bad things and you still kind of love them mm -hmm. and to see the way that the story unfolds is mm -hmm. just really breathtaking. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that a book has really affected me in the way that book did in a very long time. And I read a lot. Yeah. So that is out on today. today. And I think everybody should read this book. I hope it blows up. I hope we were the people who said it first. Yes. Just remember We're that. Ellen it. read it first. She called it first. But then I hope it blows up. I hope this gets all the awards. I hope it does too. I and hope. I, I think there's a good chance that it will, but um if it doesn't, but I if will. it I, I shame. Just, shame. Shame. It's just a really beautiful, heartbreaking and thought provoking story. And because it's written in such an original way, it is entertaining. It's it's hard stuff, but it is an entertaining read. Yeah. It's it's so original in in the way that it's told and in the depiction of its characters. So I'm so excited for it. Yeah. I've been excited for it. I love the title and I love the cover. And when I read the when I read the book, this yeah. you know it just 
took Change me by you. surprise the way that it affected me. Right. And then we got to meet and Nani then we Kwame. got to meet him and I love him so much. And Ellen wants him to be her boyfriend I do. officially. It's true. And he's at the top of our sexiest authors alive. Yes. Okay. Just so you know, Nani Kwame. All right. Um, here was another um awesome book coming out this week. It's called The Covenant of Water. Um, our manager bookseller, Amy Zamolek, has read this one. It is Fat, but you know what? It's like 700 and something pages. When you are Abraham Verghese and you have written um, one of our favorite books. Cutting for Stone. Um, also, Amy is obsessed with it. Um, you get to do this. You think you can write a 700-page book and people will say, okay, sure. Um, so this is about a three generations of a family that live on South India's Malabar coast from 1900 to 1977. And in every generation, someone dies of drowning. It's really sad. It follows like really the life of one girl in this family who's like a child bride. Right. And the story of her life Mm -hmm. um, and this, this, the curse of this family. Amy Mm -hmm. said she loved this book. Interesting though, when I met Nane Kwame, right, Jay Brenya at Winter Institute, he was sitting right next, next to, to Abraham Brigetti, yeah. Who, so I was geeking out on one side and Amy was geeking yeah. out on the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also got a chance to meet him. His son is going to school at the University of Iowa. So hey, we said, when you visit your child, come on What's over up? to Ames. Um, and didn't Nane Kwame we'll do? Didn't Nane Kwame go to the University of Iowa? No. No, he, he didn't. He, he didn't. didn't. But I did say, hey, if you ever come to Iowa, like joking, and he was like, well, you know, I might because there's like the, you know, the Iowa Writers Workshop. I was like, yeah, but we're not there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but we're not that far. And you could remember that one lady you met from Iowa. Yeah. So just remember. <laughs> just so remember. So Abraham, Nane, like. Prairie Lights ain't hyping you the way I am. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm excited about The Half Moon by Mary Beth Keene because I read Ask Again, Yes, and I, I found that too. to be very um, compelling, moving story. Um, we carry Ask Again, Yes, so feel free to check out our previous work. But The Half Moon um, is exciting to me because it's about a bar. You know, I love my cocktails. So it's about Malcolm, who really wants to buy the bar that he's worked at for all these years um, and everything, all his hope uh, that he sees in it. And also about his wife, the two have struggled with infertility. And, you know, I think it's a book about our hopes and dreams and the compromises we have to make. And it takes it's one of those um, books that takes place over a short period of time. I think it's like a week. So it's a very compressed story. I like when authors do that. When yeah. they take, well, I like generation spanning stories, yeah. but I also like ones that are like either are a day or either or you know. It says um, that it Make also a choice. has. It's either yeah. short time frame or forever time frame. It can't be anything. It can't be either. I love both. I agree. Um, this one has a little Stop bit of sus- suspense. Make me, Rachel. Okay, Jess, one of the patrons of the bar. Because she's shambonged so many times. Just kidding. Um, disappears during a blizzard. So so we have this, fan, this uh, relationship story contrasting with the suspense of the missing patron. So I'm. this will be one I read. I'm going to read it too. It also has a full cover. Not okay. that that's the end of it. Exciting follow-up to The Firekeeper's Daughter. Okay, so this was one of my favorite books I read last year, mm-hmm. Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully, and it's sort of this crime mystery story. This is a young adult novel that takes place, Upper Michigan, um, Indigenous, 
teenage girl who finds herself kind of embroiled in this drug investigation that she, you know, didn't mean to get involved in, but is. What I really loved about Firekeeper's Daughter, aside from the fact that it was just a really good mystery and the characters were great and the writing was good, is that sometimes, you know, when you read about <clears throat> marginalized communities and certainly indigenous people have gotten a raw deal and continue to get a raw deal, um, so much of the narrative is about like the trauma. And in this, it is a little bit that, but it is also... A really a true celebration of her indigenous culture. Like it's a really beautiful celebration of indigenous culture. Wow. And so this is the follow-up, Warrior Girl Unearthed. And if you read Firekeeper's Daughter, um, Donis, who was the main character, had two twin cousins who were um, like... I don't know, six or seven, I can't remember at the time. And Perry is one of those twins. And Perry is the main character of this story. That's so, so a cool. Bit later. And this is also a mystery involves um, a murder. And Perry is sort of like. So able to lit, read this very independently, but you will enjoy seeing the connections if yeah. you read Firekeeper's Daughter. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, I'm excited about the continuation of the one and only Ivan in the book, The One and Only Ruby. By Catherine Applegate. This is told from the perspective of Ruby the elephant, who is taken from an elephant orphanage in Africa. Um, and so these are really moving stories um, that all began with the true life story of Ivan, the shopping mall gorilla um, that Catherine Applegate learned about and wanted to kind of write a life story for. I love this series of books because not only are they accompanied by um, a small number of illustrations, they have great short chapters and a lot of white space. These are great read alouds and early chapter books for emerging readers. And they're very compelling, like heartwarming. Yeah, great read alouds. Um, a great early chapter book for like your second grader. Um, so Catherine Applegate is amazing. Now, what's popping at the store besides these amazing books? And then on Sunday, May 7th from 3 to 4 p.m., we have our Sunday Sads Teacher Book Club, and they're discussing Bad Vibes Only, an essay collection by Nora McInerney. So that is a book club for our lovely teachers hosted by our school sales coordinator, Britt Junk. So check us out online for that. And other than that, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. Ding. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow, because you want to find out what's happening in dog-eared books every single week. Yep. And if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at, at dog-eared books Ames or at dog-eared books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. <laughs>